Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. It is Tuesday, May 31st, and this is People Every Day. Hello there, everyone. It's me, Janine Rubenstein. I hope your Memorial Day weekend was filled with friends, family, and plenty of good food. I did a little poolside staycation myself. Highly recommend. I am excited to be back with you, though, this week as we close out the month of May together. We've got a lot to get to today, so let's start with what's at the top of my newsfeed. Top Gun. (laughs) Maverick is booming at the box office. The sequel to the 1986 original brought in an estimated $124 million at the domestic box office this weekend. And if you include ticket sales from yesterday's holiday, the film raked in over $160 million so far. Maverick made its long-awaited debut at this year's Cannes Film Festival. During the premiere, Tom Cruise said he never considered doing a streaming release for it. And he added that I make movies for the big screen. And it was a good move. According to Comscore, it's Cruise's biggest opening weekend to date. It's definitely shaping up to be one of the must-see movies of the summer, and a lot of industry experts are relieved to see Top Gun doing so well at the box office, hoping it's a sign that moviegoers are finally heading back to theaters in full force. Speaking of big names at the box office, we are still waiting to hear the verdict of the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial. As the jury continued their deliberation this weekend, the plaintiff in the case appeared on stage across the pond. Johnny Depp had two musical performances at two shows in England following Friday's closing arguments. On Sunday, the Pirates of the Caribbean star appeared on stage at Sheffield City Hall alongside friend and collaborator Jeff Beck on guitar. And yesterday, the duo performed at the Royal Albert Hall in London. On Beck's website, Depp is referred to as the rock star's unexpected co-conspirator, adding that the pair had, quote, been working on music together for a while now. Beck also said, you'll be hearing more from Johnny and me in a little while, but until then, we hope you find some comfort and solidarity in our take on this Lennon classic. So it sure doesn't seem like Johnny Depp is sweating out this verdict like the rest of us. I, for one, am hoping we have an update soon. Our next story is a heartbreaker. Over the weekend, Master P announced the death of his 29-year-old daughter. In an emotional statement posted to Instagram, the rapper behind hits like Make Him Say Uh and I'm About It About It shared that his daughter, Titiana Miller, whom he shares with ex Sonia C, has died. He said in part, Our family is dealing with an overwhelming grief for the loss of my daughter, Titiana. He asked for privacy as they grieved and added, Mental illness and substance abuse is a real issue that we can't be afraid to talk about. With God, we will get through this. Hashtag my angel. Titiana appeared on the TV show Growing Up Hip Hop in 2016, where she opened up about her past struggles with substance abuse. And Titiana's brother and Masterpiece's older son, Romeo Miller, formerly known as Lil Romeo, echoed his father's grief on social media and added, Love on your loved ones. Life is short. The silver lining. I know she's in a way better place and finally at peace and free. God bless. Ugh. 
so terrible. Sending love to her family and friends. I feel like we have had far, far too many stories like this in 2022. If you or someone you know needs mental health help, text STRENGTH to the crisis text line at 741-741 to be connected to a certified crisis counselor. And if you or someone you know is struggling with substance abuse, please contact the SAMHSA helpline at 1-800-662-HELP. And we must move on from the story of one life lost too soon to the story that continues to grip the nation. New information surrounding the police response to the Uvalde shooting surfaced over the weekend. And we have the latest updates for you from the ground in Texas. It's been about a week since the mass shooting at Robb Elementary School in Uvalde, Texas. The town, our nation, is still reeling. This week's People Cover story remembers the victims and describes the shock and anguish happening in Uvalde. So joining me now to talk about all these updates is People Crime Team writer Elaine Aradias, who joined us last week in the immediate aftermath and has been covering the story on the ground in Texas since day one. Hey, Elaine. Welcome back to the show. Hi. Thank you for having me. Well, we we spoke to you, as I said, the day after this shooting happened, and you described in just incredible detail the the heartbreak in Uvalde. Tell me what you're seeing now. What is happening in and around Uvalde? So it has been a week since this tragedy, and the town has essentially gone through the stages of grief. There is a lot of anger happening, but at the same time, we're starting the funerals. There's a local art company that's doing personalized coffins, if you can imagine. They have reached out to the parents and they're personalizing every child's coffin to represent what the children loved in life. Mm. There is a special grieving process in the Tejano community as well, right? I know you heard that there will be 40 mariachis playing in the town square tomorrow, and there's multiple prayer circles or rosaries taking place throughout the town. So just tell me more about this and, and why these traditions are so sacred. I'm sure you've heard of Dia de los Muertos, which is the Day of the Dead. Death is a very important part of the grieving process. We very much believe in the spirits coming back to us and we celebrate them in the afterlife. And mariachis not only are seen in happy times at weddings and birthdays, but also in funerals. And they're going to be singing for those that have passed. And mariachis sort of enter your spirit and they make you cry. And as a community, everyone needs to do this together. So it's actually going to be cathartic. Oh my goodness. There's been a lot of back and forth about what actually happened. Did officers fail to engage the suspect who'd reportedly started shooting minutes outside of the school? It's been confirmed that officers did in fact stand outside the school for more than an hour while the incident occurred. Though they did have, I guess, some trainings around this, right? Because there are reports that they had done active shooter trainings and nothing. I have seen reports that it was not enough training. 
especially with the pandemic, they were doing online training. The shooter enters the school at 11.33 a.m. He does not get killed until 12.50 p.m. That is more than an hour later. That is unacceptable. It is so many layers. It is at the local level. It is at the federal level. There was a woman who got handcuffed because she was not listening to police. Stop a mama bear. Just try and see what she's going to do. I don't think anyone blames her for what she did. It's like, I'm hearing gunfire. I know where my kid is inside that school. I'm going to do whatever it takes to get over that fence and get my child. We've spoken as well at people to one of the officers who was standing outside. And and he described that, you know, after getting that direction from Pete Arredondo, who's the chief of police for the Uvalde Consolidated Independent School District, he said after getting that direction, there was almost a mutiny. He said, we were like, there's a effing gunman in the school. We hear gunshots and we're just going to stand here with our thumbs up our ASS. What more did we hear from those involved, those parents who were there and those police officers who were there? It is a small town. Latinos kind of take care of their own business because their relationship with the police has never been that great. Even last night, you know, I've been in communication with family members of the children that have passed and Someone from a rosary texted me and said, a drive-by just happened. We called the police. They still haven't gotten here. Ten minutes had passed before police showed up to a rosary for a drive-by shooting. And my source told me that, once again, we feel like they have failed us. This was in Uvalde. This was last night I was getting these texts. Oh, my goodness. Well, this week's cover story is about the shooting, of course. So so what can readers expect to see, Elaine? I'm so proud to be a part of People and everyone involved. We were able to put together a 14-page package that just shows the grief and the impact that this has had on the community. I just hope that readers read every word to learn about these 21 beautiful people. And I hope that they are moved to help Uvalde recover from this and to make a change. Well, our our hearts just break for these victims and their families. People's cover story about the tragedy in Uvalde will be on stands on Friday. Elaine, I appreciate you for just taking the time to be here and all the important reporting you've been doing. Thank you so much for having me and letting me share about what is happening in Uvalde. Well, it's never easy to move on from such a heavy story like that, but we do have some great lighter stories coming up for you today. Comedian and America's Got Talent host Howie Mandel is stopping by to talk about AGT's new season. He also opens up about how other comedians feel about performing on stage in the wake of the Chris Rock smack and the attempted attack on Dave Chappelle. But first, Memorial Day marks the unofficial start to summer, right? And it might be time to update your summer wardrobe. I'd say so. Well, we've got you covered, you know, partially, (laughs) with some hot summer fashion recommendations from expert Andrea Laventhal right after the break. 
everyone. I'm Sid Evans, editor-in-chief of Southern Living and host of Biscuits and Jam. Since 2020, I've been interviewing musicians, chefs, authors, and other Southern icons about their family traditions, their faith, their favorite meals, and of course, what it means to be Southern. And I'm excited to announce season five of our award-winning podcast. Join me every Tuesday for new conversations with some of the most interesting and influential Southerners around. Be sure to follow Biscuits and Jam wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us online at southernliving.com slash biscuits and jam. One of my favorite segments is talking to our in-house style guru, Andrea Laventhal, about all the most popular trends so that I can be on point, basically, and you too. (laughs) Now that summer is here, I am ready to know what the fashion is going to be looking like around the pool and on those beaches. So joining me is People's Style and Beauty Director, Andrea Laventhal. Hey, Andrea. Oh, Janine, I follow you on Instagram and (laughs) you know what looks good because you've been looking good. Well, thank you very much. All your fault. Well, I know that one-piece bathing suits are really making a comeback. Not since Pamela Anderson's Casey Jean Parker on Baywatch have one-pieces look sexier than bikinis. So tell us what we need to know when looking for the perfect one-piece. So you're totally right. The thing about one piece is okay that I love is as a parent, it's really hard to wear a bikini and watch your kids in the pool. It's one or the other, okay? (laughs) And that thing slips and it moves. And really, bikinis were just made for laying next to the pool or beach. But if you want to actually do stuff and move and be out and about and I don't know, practice water safety with your children, you are going to need a one-piece. And thankfully, one-pieces are now super chic and super sexy. Yes. What's your vibe? So I do like a little cheeky. So just a teeny bit of tush, but not enough that the other moms are going to be like talking about me behind my back. It just looks really sexy and chic without, again, feeling like you're exposing too much. Okay, cover-up time. So what is the trend going on in terms of the cover-up department this year? This is how I know I'm old. I've gotten more excited about what my cover-up situation (laughs) is. Cover-ups are fun, right? So if you're like kind of preppy, sporty, stripes. Literally, navy and white stripes, classic, can't go wrong. You could also do a classic oversized button-down, like a men's button-down, and then a cute pair of waterproof sandals and like a, a fun little tote. But don't forget your hat. Hats aren't just cute accessories, guys. They are going to shade and protect your face so that you don't get sun damage and wrinkles. Trust me. I just think it's like, decide on what your cover-up vibe is. Are you preppy? Are you coastal grandma? Are you boho? And do it head to toe. Do the bag, do the sandal, get your whole look going on. Okay, last but not least, I don't go anywhere in the summer without my sunglasses. So (laughs) what does fashion look like as far as sunglasses go for this summer? Really, it's very personal. But if we were going to name one major trend that's really fun and easy basically for anyone's wear, it's like a colorful lucite frame. You'll be able to wear them through the next few years, unless you're like me and lose your sunglasses or sit on them constantly. <laughs> Buy the sunglasses that you like, that you think look good on you. And if you're looking for something that's a little more fun or different, try Lucite. Andrea, you're always a pleasure and a wealth of fashion information. <laughs> Thank you. That's what I'm here for. 
my guest now has been in show business for more than 30 years and has been making us laugh the entire time. Howie Mandel is beyond a household name from Deal or No Deal to America's Got Talent. He is a staple on some of television's biggest shows, but he doesn't stop there. Comedy tours, daytime appearances, documentaries, writing books, and a weekly podcast called Howie Mandel Does Stuff with his daughter Jacqueline Schultz all keep him super busy. That being said, Howie always has time to lend his voice to raise awareness about mental health, particularly OCD, obsessive compulsive disorder, which he suffers from. He continues to share his struggles and stories with all of us in an attempt to normalize the discussion around it. So as we wrap up Mental Health Awareness Month and get ready for the premiere of AGT on NBC tonight, I could not ask for a better person to be on our show today. Oh, you are so lucky to have me. (laughs) I am. I am. Well, first things first, I want to know all things AGT. This season, season 17, is epic. And I say it every year, well, wait till you see this season. But I think there is something in the air. And we are seeing things bigger, more dangerous, more exciting than we have ever seen before. I love it. So I got a few questions for you about like what's going on behind the scenes. Is it actually hard to understand Sophia and Heidi's accents? <laughs> yes is the answer. But <laughs> more importantly, it's they're funny together because Heidi may say something to a contestant who didn't really pick it up because of her accent. And then it's Sophia that is the first one to say, to clarify. She goes, I'm sorry for her accent. And it oh. goes back and forth. It's hysterical. But they're both and- so bright and funny and beautiful and just good friends. Simon's a lot more lovable these days, right? Is, is him being a softie for real? Simon's not an actor. Simon doesn't put anything on. What you see is what you get. Well, May is Mental Health Awareness Month. And there was just a tragic event, of course, in the news that some have used to invoke the conversation around mental health again. And and people will pay attention for a while. But you fight the fight on this daily, not only because of your own OCD, but because you want mental health to be spoken about and for it to be okay and not something people should be ashamed of. So you partnered this month with No CD, right? And and their No OCD campaign. You know, uh, mental health, I like to say more than mental illness, is a stigma. You know, you don't have dental illness, you have dental health. You constantly get checked and you brought up what just happened. There are always red flags throughout anybody's life that precipitates tragedy. The problem is that we don't take care of it because there's a stigma. And OCD is also a very pervasive problem in our society and obviously in my life. And I partnered with the lovely people at NoCD because I thought that, number one, if somebody has these issues or knows somebody that has these issues, what do you do? I believe you're doing what you do right now. You talk about it. Maybe somebody will hear what I'm talking about and be able to go to this app at least and then be given help. Because I don't think everybody has access to help for whatever it is that's troubling them. Or it just doesn't exist in your area. I'm surrounded by incredible loved ones who I can lean on and talk to. I'm lucky enough to have great professional help around me in in the way of psychiatry and therapy and medication. But, you know, that's not the answer for everybody. And whether the answer is just learning a breathing exercise or 
you know, meditating or going someplace. Everybody has a different answer. The more you hear about it, the more you normalize it. And that's why I love partnering with NoCD because mental health is just as important, if not more important, than your physical health. Well, I want to talk to you about comedy for a minute. So, you know, just the culture of comedy has changed so much and is under a microscope right now. As Bill Maher has so eloquently put it, you know, it's under attack. Comedy is under attack and now physically under attack from what happened to Chris Rock to Dave Chappelle. It's just crazy to me that this art form, an art form that is in place to provoke, it is a joke because it's wrong. It is a joke because it's too soon. The conveyor of the joke knows what they're doing. They're doing something that is taboo. And that's why it's funny. Mm -hmm. It's like telling a painter you can't use the color blue anymore. Blue is Mm -hmm. offensive. So don't use blue, but paint everything you want. Will you get back on stage? I do, but I don't have the same joy for it. I loved just dropping in on clubs and just seeing where it goes. That's how I write. Obviously, I have material after over 40 years that works and I deliver that. And I love, you know, going into a room and seeing people laugh at the stuff I know they're going to laugh at. It's that painting, that new painting is really scary. I I always say it's the hardest job in entertainment. I can't imagine what you guys do. (laughs) I don't know that it's the hardest job. Hmm. I don't have that same love that I did have, but I still do it. And I think I'm pretty good at it. Howie, thank you so much for joining us today and just being so open. Uh, You're just wonderful to speak with. And and AGT, guys, premieres tonight on NBC, as we said. And you can visit NoCD. The link is in our bio to learn more about Howie's work with them. Howie, thank you. Bye-bye. All right, everyone, I just have to say up front that I am already laughing at this last story. We are wrapping up prom season here in the U.S., which is a pretty big deal considering most high school grads the past two years weren't able to attend prom due to the pandemic. The last few weeks, my timeline, and probably yours too, has been filled with pics of eager high schoolers heading off to prom. Seeing all the photos of these teens looking all dolled up and and dapper takes me back to my own high school days, and, and I just remember that nervous tension of, you know, the date. Who has the date? Who doesn't? What's going on? Um, Which is why this story is something to make you smile. A high school student by the name of Mel attended her prom recently and, of course, posted her prom pics on Instagram with her date. Her date just happened to be Dwayne The Rock Johnson, kind of. <laughs> Mel, whose Instagram handle is Smile Sweets Raccoon, took a cardboard cutout of the wrestler turned Hollywood blockbuster star to prom with her and chronicled the night on the gram. She posted photos of their classic prom date pose and a few with her and her friends posing with the 2D Dwayne. And it's just so fun and I love it. But then get this, The Rock, the real Rock, saw this on Instagram, loved it, and reposted with this caption. He said, it was absolutely my honor at Smile Sweets Raccoon and you were the best prom date ever. Great to meet your family and friends too. P.S. I'm super happy you posted this. Have the best summer. Love, DJ. I mean, this is exactly why The Rock continues to be one of the most likable people in Hollywood. I just love everything about this story. It's just silly and fun and much needed. Well, thank you all for starting off this short week with us. We'll be back here tomorrow for more of People Every Day. 